0: Where would you like to be in a year? Seriously, where do you think you could be if you had a year of dedicated focus, self-care, systems that work best for you, and a community that held you accountable, supported, and uplifted you the entire way? What does that look like for you? If that vision is something that puts a smile on your face and excites you, then Club Gentler might be perfect for you. To make sure, then click the link in the show notes and watch my free workshop how to set time aside for your side hustles or goals without waiting to feel motivated. You'll get to learn my productivity method, the Power Hour Goal Method, from top to bottom, and you'll also be able to see if Club Gentler is a great fit. I hope to see you on the inside. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi everyone, I'm Maya Fleming and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about post-grad life, adulthood, and self-care. everyone welcome to gentler i'm maya and i have a gentler chat episode for you today i'm talking with jess massey she is a productivity coach and someone that i really admire on social media i love how she preaches peaceful productivity and she has a concept called hustle sanely that she walks us through in this episode it sounded like an oxymoron to me y'all know i'm all about intentional productivity slowing down being gentle and she finds a way to intermix hustling with that in a way that feels good so definitely listen to this if you're interested in figuring that out it works for everyone she actually started developing these concepts as a grad student so for all of you in school for all of you thinking of going into grad school and wondering how you're going to manage everything this is the episode for you so give it a listen if you enjoy it then make sure you rate and review it on apple Podcasts, if that's what you listen to and I will have all of Jess's information in the show notes she has some really great freebies as you I'll have all of Jess's information in the show notes. She has some really great freebies for all of you, so I hope you go check those out. Like I said, I really admire following her. She's someone that's always a breath of fresh air to see on my feed, so I definitely recommend that y'all go check her out. I'll talk to you soon. Thank Bye. you so
1: much, Jess, for being here with us today. How are you doing? I am so well. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, of course. So I have to ask
0: and ask everyone, what self-care have you been loving lately?
1: I love this question and I actually just started this yesterday so it's like super lately. I am actually taking a break from reading personal and professional development books and only reading fiction because I just felt like my brain was just you know kind of overflowing from all Mm the PD that I've been reading which is a great thing like it's a good problem to have for sure but I could just feel in my soul that I needed just like a little bit of a breather from that so I was like instead of Pushing back against that and being like, no, like you need to be reading PD. I've given myself permission to just enjoy fiction for the next like month, month and a half. So
0: I love that because we never. Well, I I never think about the the way that you might need a break from trying to improve yourself. Like because you're right oh, yeah. when you get all these. I read Atomic Habits like way later than everyone else, and I loved it, but it just constantly made me feel like i need to be in the state of improvement all the time so i love the idea of taking a break and just slowing down enjoying whatever you want to read i love that
1: yes yeah. so
0: i have been following you for a while and i love you and your content online can you tell oh, the audience
1: you. a little bit yeah can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do yes of course so my name is jess massey and thank you so much for following along online it is such. My, the way that I ended up where I am is so bizarre. Like I can't, I have to like, just kind of pinch myself sometimes like, wait, how do we get here? Like, are we actually doing this? This is what I get to do for a living. So I am the owner of a productivity company called Hustle Sanely. And I guess if I had to give myself a title, I call myself like my community's productivity BFF, Mm. but to an outsider, a productivity coach is what I do. So I teach people like it is my jam to like get in the trenches with people and help them to ditch overwhelm and peacefully pursue their dreams. I'm super, super passionate about helping busy women. Create schedules that support them and allow them to pursue their dreams without sacrificing their mental health and relationships.
0: I love that so much, but I have to ask why should people care about productivity? Why does it matter to be productive? Why is it a metric that we should follow?
1: I think that if you're viewing productivity in a healthy way, so that's why I like to call it peaceful productivity. I feel like when you are living a peacefully productive life, that means you're giving your best time and energy to the things that matter most to you. And it's important to do that because otherwise you're kind of just spinning around in circles and you're kind of just going through the motions and you're not living out the vision that you want to be living out for your life. So that's why it's important to be productive if you're viewing it in a healthy viewpoint, like as in peaceful productivity and not like hustling your face off because I am not about that life. Um, But that's why it's important so that you're giving your best time and energy to things that actually matter to you.
0: Yeah, I agree 1000%. I always say I'm productive on things so I can have all the time in the world to play my switch or play with my dog. And I, yes. I love being lazy and creating space to be lazy without yes. The stress. Yes, productivity is
1: freedom. It yeah. really is true. The way you're wording it, I'm just like, yeah, productivity is freedom. So you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah,
0: I love that. So can you tell us a little bit more about your brand and business, Hustle sanely? What does that even mean? I'm sure a lot of people think that's an oxymoron. So please break it down yes. for us. <laughs>
1: Yes. I always like to make sure I'm like, okay, I know the word hustle is in my business name, but like, I'm not pro hustle. I am pro like healthy hustle, but not like, you know, hustle culture that tells you like, go, 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 do, 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 B, B, B. I'm like, okay, like let's pause for a second, reel it in. Um, but hustle seemingly to me, it is really just creating your peacefully productive life and i really do think that it has to be created you have to be intentional about creating it um, so i that is what hustle sanely is, is i teach people how to do that using what we call the five keys to hustling sanely i do it through programs i have group coaching programs one on one coaching is coming back i have like self paced courses i have a podcast We have paper planners, digital planners, like productivity tools that go along with what we teach. Because I feel like a lot of the typical planners that you find in like Target or, you know, any other like big store, they're not geared toward like taking care of you. They're Mm -hmm. kind of more geared toward just like scheduling, which is fine for some people. But I just wanted planners that kind of went along with what we teach and how to hustle sanely. So it's just living creating your dream life and then setting yourself up to actually live that out so that it Mm. it's not just a dream it's your reality
0: i feel like that's a piece that so many coaches and programs miss on how do we okay so we made the pinterest board and you know we we scripted and we're visualizing but how do we actually make that happen so i love that how did you get into this work because i know you, did you start out doing personal training or you did that at one point? How, what was yes. the, the development to this place? I love, I love pivot stories. So I can't wait to hear Girl, it. Girl, get ready I for a, a pivot story. That's yeah. a part of Entrepreneurship that people don't expect. They expect to have the idea starting out. And then when it doesn't work, they think it's a personal failure. And I'm like, think of how many of your favorite people started out doing something completely different. I think if we can normalize
1: those stories. It just makes people more comfortable just trying things. And if it doesn't work, then we pivot. Yes, I agree with everything you just said wholeheartedly. I started out as a so out of college. I went to college the first time, so I'm 31 now. I think that's important to say because I didn't find my quote thing, hustle sanely, until I was 29. I started hustle sanely. Well, I was just about to turn 29, so like 28. Um, and i graduated from college my first time around with a bachelor's degree in public relations and i had no connection to that at all i sat down with my advisor and i was like how the heck do i get out of here as quickly as possible and she's like she looked at all my classes and credits and she's like public relations and i was like cool sign me up like i had no idea what it was i had no idea what was going on i didn't know what i wanted to do but in that class, I or in that degree program, I had to take a class, an elective called Intro to Blogging. Mm. And this was back in 2011. So like blogging was a thing, but it like was not what it is today, like by yeah. any means. That was a decade ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Yeah, wow. That's insane. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that taking that class was kind of like my introduction to the online world. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I fell in love with connecting with people on the internet. Um, which back then it was kind of it was still pretty weird, I guess. Back then, like my friends and family, they're like, Wait, you're doing what? You're posting what online? Like (laughs) Outfits, recipes—like I don't get it—and I was like, just roll with it. Like it's safe, it's fine. Um, so that was like the first taste that I got of like the internet. And I was uh, 23, and I graduated college, and I decided to become a personal trainer because, like I said, I got the degree in public relations with no attachment to it. I was like, I don't really know what we're doing with this, but we got it. Dad, here you go, because he wanted me—you know—that's a whole mm-hmm. thing. He wanted to, go to college, <laughs> did the whole thing. Um, So I became a personal trainer and I actually kind of turned it more. I did do like in-person training, but I turned it more into like an online thing. So I had an online gym, people paid. It was an online membership essentially. Yeah. They would pay like a monthly fee and get videos and workouts from me and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I ended up getting kind of burnt out on it because fitness was my, like my hobby and I turned it into a job and that works for some people, but I started resenting fitness and I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not cool with this. Like mm -mm, Mm -hmm. we got to do something different. So uh, I ended up going to school, back to school for speech language pathology, which totally left field. Like it was so, it felt very random at the time and it kind of was. Um, but I was kind of burnt on entrepreneurship from my personal training days. And I was like, I want out of this. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want to do entrepreneurship. I want to go clock in, do a meaningful job and then go home. Everyone in my life, friends, family, my husband, they were like, okay, sure. (laughs) They know my personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you want to do. Go ahead. But they were all like, she's going to be an entrepreneur. Like, we know, her. (laughs) So, I was in grad school for speech language pathology because you do have to have a master's degree to mm-hmm. practice. And I heard about this thing called digital planning. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I wanted to make my own because I couldn't find any on Etsy that I liked. So, mm-hmm. I made one and I was sharing like my story online of grad school and becoming a speech language pathologist. And the teacher Instagram community, I don't know if you're familiar with it or if you've ever like heard kind of. It.
0: of yeah it's a
1: thing girl so like i, I did
0: uh, freelance like pinterest management for a teacher once and i was so like so you
1: know oh my god this yeah, is yeah it's a world it is a uh-huh. world so i grew very very quickly on instagram in when i was running that account it was called the social speechy because it was so i think niche down i was an yeah. slp graduate student and like there just wasn't a lot of students sharing their slp journey so that kind of gave me the opportunity to sell my digital planners, people would DM me like, I want that. Like digital planning was pretty new at the time. This was in 2018. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't see why I can't pop it up on Etsy. Like I didn't have an Etsy shop or anything, but I was like, oh, it can't be that hard to make one. I just (laughs) Googled my way through it. (laughs) And so I put my digital planners on Etsy in September of 2018. And I get goosebumps thinking about it. I hit five figure months right away wow. from just digital planners. And wow. I was like, okay, there is something to that. Yeah so i had been teaching like in instagram stories just about productivity because i was working three jobs at the time in grad school doing internships for grad school like i just i had a very full cool plate and so people were like how the heck are you doing all this so i would use my planners and like teach them how i would like create my schedule and like build habits and routines so that i was still taking care of myself like while doing all that stuff yeah. Um, so it kind of just grew from there. And then in January, so September, October, November, four months later, three and a half months later, I dropped out of school because I was like, I can either go all in with this hustle sanely thing, yeah, or I can continue school, but I can't do both well. Mm -hmm. And so I picked hustle sanely and I'm so, so glad that I did.
0: I, I love that story. And I want to ask you, so between you know, personal training and grad school, what skills from those things do you think you use the most even now?
1: I would say, and this one might be, you might be like, huh, discipline, because (laughs) for both of those like lines of work or the industries, whatever you want to call them, you have to be disciplined and committed for both of them. Personal training, obviously, and then grad school, is a it's a whole beast. Yeah. Let me tell you. Like I didn't know. I didn't know what I was getting into you. Like it was intense. So I think discipline, and that's something that I've carried with me into entrepreneurship now. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: I I love that, and I ask because, um, and I talk about this all the time in the show. But I had someone tell me with this podcast, and you know, they're like, "I'm just happy to see you stick with something." Because I I had hopped around forever. I had been. I think I started my first blog in like junior high school, and of course I I did all the work I could to wipe that off the face of the internet, but. Right. <laughs> But I was explaining, as like, you know, with everything I didn't stick with, there's no wasted time. Like you, you pick up skills and you learn lessons and they stick with you. So even if you don't do personal training anymore, there's still value in those days. You know, you didn't waste those oh, years yeah. or those months. You didn't waste your time in grad school. You learn things that have created what you have now. And that's right. incredible. And you wouldn't and be here without those.
1: A hundred percent. And everything you go through develops your character, you know, and even if it's you not figuring out what you want it's you kind of xing out what you don't want which yeah. essentially gets you closer to what you do want you know like that's Uh-oh. something that i always tell my clients don't get discouraged if you uh, kind of try something and you really commit to trying it yeah. and it doesn't work like that's not saying anything about you that you're a failure or that you're not capable it's just you grew, like you learned something about yourself. You learned a new skill. Now pivot a little bit and apply it to something else.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think that's a reminder that you know most of the gentle listeners are in their twenties and we're we're kind of figuring out. Okay, maybe what I learned in college isn't really applying here. Maybe yeah. that job I got is not what I wanted. <laughs> really? So we're having to learn to to let go of what we thought was truth and what we thought was like the best decision. I think that's an awesome reminder. So kind of going down this this path of entrepreneurship, how do you handle the low seasons? Because I remember a post you put up not too long ago about a recent launch you had and how it didn't do as successfully as one that you Mm -hmm. did prior. And I thought the way that you spoke about this was so amazing and such a gratitude-focused approach that I, I just would love to hear you talk about it here too.
1: Oh yeah, thank you so much. Okay, so as far as that goes, to me, I am so passionate and I know I keep using that word, but there's no other word to describe it about like, I'm obsessed with my community, my online community, the women in front of me who have chosen to hit that follow or that subscribe button and who have given me space in their lives. I think that it would be so insane for me to look past those women. So like, I imagine them like standing in front of me, like, I could never bring myself to look over top of them to be like, well, who else is out there? Who am I missing? Who do I need to get? Like I would rather serve the heck out of those women who are right in front of me and like bring it to them. Um, So that is definitely something that keeps me grounded in like, low seasons or tough seasons of entrepreneurship is just really serving my community because they are why I do what I do 1000%. And then also honoring my work hours is another thing like a more practical strategy. Um, Because as an entrepreneur, when you're in a lower season or a tough season, it can be very tempting to just like, Well, I just got to outwork this. I just got to push, push, push. Like if I, if I step back, everything's going to fall apart. Everything's going to crumble when it's the total opposite, because the energy that you're approaching something is so like approaching something with is so important. How like your mindset is when you're working on something or towards something matters. So I think for me personally, like I'm an Enneagram three. I don't know how much you know about the Enneagram. Same. I am too. Are you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So a girl can work and a girl (laughs) likes to work. Like it's not hard for me to sit down and work a 12 hour day. Like that's easy for me, but that's not healthy for me just because I can do It doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. it's good for my mindset. It's not good for my relationships. So when I'm in like a tough season of entrepreneurship, I make sure even if I have 8,000 projects going on at one time, to honor my work hours, because I know that that's what allows me to show up as the best version of myself yeah. for for me and for the people that I'm serving through my business.
0: Yeah, I think that this is such a strength that we hear it all the time, but I think until you get to a point where you have to practice it, it's different. I, I think throughout college, I was just so used to being burnt out and tired where it made sense mm-hmm. to take a break. And now that I've been working from home for over a year and I've gotten better at my routines and timing. There are plenty of nights where, you know, I could in an extra couple of hours. I'm like, I feel good. I can, I can do this, but having to still stop and be like, okay, I'm going to maintain this feeling and wake yes. up feeling this way too. That has been such a challenge oddly because I don't know, I would think I would be happy to sit down and take a bath or something. <laughs> but right. it's been, and, and I think because we hear all that like grind culture and, hustle 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 without like the, the peaceful productivity piece that you mentioned we feel guilty for slowing down and right. feel bad for taking a seat and I feel you know especially serving clients I have a membership program and I'm like okay should I respond to that message right away right now or will it be okay if I wait until tomorrow Is right the world and down? you want to teach yeah. them right
1: you want to model what you're teaching exactly. them And to go along with what you were just saying, because you said a lot of your listeners are like just fresh out of college or still in college. I feel like in college, like burnout feels different because you have those breaks built in, right? Like those Mm -hmm. the summer break, winter break, fall break, like whatever. Like even if it's, you are taking classes that semester, you have like Mm -hmm. a week or two to kind of like, yeah, okay, let me decompress for a second and like catch my breath. Whereas those aren't necessarily built into life after college. You have to like build those in your, yeah. into your life yourself. And so that's like what work hours, like that's how it is for me. Like that's how I use work hours. Like it's my built in breaks, like throughout my life every single day. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah I, lo- I work at a university and one of my students asked me, how's your summer going? I'm like, is it summer? <laughs> like you yeah, You're like, wait, what? <laughs> no. And I have to mention, so the audience know this, but for guests, a new thing i've been doing lately is a google form to kind of like automate the process of having people and in it i ask if there are any additional ways that people would like to collaborate and you i hope you don't want to share but you put on yours no, and you're don't. taking the summer off and i loved that i was like that is so awesome just yes. to not feel <laughs> the guilt of having to, because there's so many times I've done things and collaborations and things that I kind of felt like, well, I guess I have to, because they asked. Right. So I love the way you modeled that just in the oh, form. Oh, thank that you. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Like I boundaries. It's yeah. something that's so important to me is protecting my peace protecting my boundaries, because that's what I'm teaching my students and my clients and my community to do. And I'm like, I got to do it if I want yeah. them to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I take summers, not off, but I like, I kind of go into, I call it maintenance mode in my business. Mm. Like my busy seasons are January through like now-ish. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of coming out of a busy season and then I kind of lay low in the summer. And then um, in December I lay low. So that's just kind of my, my rhythm, I guess is a good way. To yeah. Work.
0: I love that. I think that's such an important thing for people to try and find their rhythm on what works for them. I think that's another thing. I'm not a full-time entrepreneur yet, but just one thing that sometimes feels overwhelming, sorry, my dogs like having a moment, but <laughs> something that feels overwhelming is having to completely construct my own schedule. So I love seeing mm-hmm. like models. Of, I, I love when people share their calendars and what they're doing during oh, the day. There, like love, love, love just so I can see what the options are. And so yes, I, I totally. really appreciate that. Um, I know you mentioned how important routines and habits are for you. So can you give us like a brief overview of what those routines or what the habits that you think really help you look like?
1: Yes, totally. So especially during the work week, that's when I really, really cling to my habits and routines because they're what kind of hold me accountable to working toward my goals. But while maintaining those boundaries to protect like my mental health, my relationships all of that kind of stuff. So I would say that uh, my routines in a day would be my morning routine, lunchtime routine, evening routine. And then my community, we do this thing called Hustle Stanley 5 or HS5 for short. And it's kind of like an all day routine. So that one is made up of five tasks that we do as a community every single day to, like I said, hold us accountable to working toward our goals. Yes, because that's important, but without sacrificing our mental health and relationships. So. Those five tasks, we complete our focus three items for the day. We I am not a believer in having a long to-do list every single yeah. day. I don't think that is good for anybody's health, like mental health. Um, so I teach to do a focus three every day, move your body for 30 minutes every day, tidy your space for 15 minutes every day, say, or do one kind thing for yourself and then say, or do one kind thing for someone else. So that's something, thank you. It's built into all of our planners and I teach it in my courses and group coaching programs and all that stuff. But that's like the crux of how to hustle sanely every single day, like your actual action steps to put into practice. Um, And then I would say the biggest habits throughout, uh, 2 I'll give you two. So my three, I have to do one (laughs) for each of the routines, morning, lunchtime, and then evening. So the biggest thing in my morning routine is journaling. Journaling Mm -hmm. has completely Mm -hmm. changed my life. Um, I don't, I have a journal coming out, like a Hustle Stanley journal that kind of walks through like my process because I've journaled the same way for like, Two and a half years. And so I was tired of like hand drawing it out every day. I was like, I'm gonna make yeah. this journal. And ever, yeah. So I was like, we're gonna do this thing. Um, so journaling for sure, because it's allowed me to just kind of process my feelings in a healthy way. Cause like I said, as an Enneagram three, it's very easy for me to bury my feelings and just try to overwork them and pretend that they don't exist. Like I don't actually take the time to process. So journaling has really um kind of opened that door for me, just allowed me to really process what I'm going through, which in turn has allowed me to show up better for my business and grow my business and serve my community better. So journaling in the morning, that's a habit that every single day, like that is my jam. And then in the afternoon, I do something called, have you heard of grounding? Sometimes it's called earthing. No, not
0: I don't think like in the, like, no, I've heard grinding techniques, but like, I don't think I've heard like a single thing. Yeah. Okay.
1: So what it is, you take off your shoes and socks. So you're barefoot and you stand in the grass so that your feet are like connected to the earth. Google it. I'm telling you.
0: It's yeah. amazing. And it is
1: a grounding technique. Like it does ground yeah. you but it's called grounding or earthing. So I do that at the beginning of my lunch break every single day. And I think it's really important as an entrepreneur, especially a work from home entrepreneur to have lunch breaks scheduled to kind of yeah. like give you that brain break, you know? So I do that. That's a habit, grounding or earthing every day. I just do it for 10 minutes, like nothing crazy, but I just walk around my backyard. My dogs are usually out there running around and it's just a time for me no technology. Just getting some sunshine, letting my feet like feel the grass. And it is so amazing. It sounds kind of crazy,
0: but it is (laughs) great
1: for my mental health. Yeah. And then in the evening, I would say the habit that has kind of transformed my evenings the most is being off of social media by 8:30. Mm. So that is a hard and fast rule for me because I used to be up until like 1045 answering DMs, because like how you said earlier, I was like, I need to get through all of these today, like the day that they sent Mm -hmm. them, I have to respond. That was before I was really practicing like healthy boundaries as an entrepreneur. Um, So those are my three habits that kind of complement each routine, I would say.
0: I love that. I love that you broke it down. And I think you have too, like in in IGTV, that kind of breaks down your systems and routines too. So Mm -hmm. I will definitely share that in the show notes for everyone. So if you could go back and tell personal trainer you or undergrad you some advice or grad school, whatever is your choice. What would you you say to to that person?
1: I would tell her, do not be afraid to take a step, to take step one, even if you don't know what step 10 looks like. Mm. I used to think that you needed to know A through Z before you could make a move. Like I thought you had to have everything mapped out to a T before you could just take a step. And now as a 31 year old, I'm like, listen, mm -mm." because if you wait for that, you're never going to do anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think we should all become more comfortable with just taking that step without seeing the next one because it almost always appears like once you've done the first step and if we could just trust ourselves a little bit more who knows where we'd be i kick myself all the time i'm trying not to so much but i'm like if i had done this so long ago whenever i was first talking about a podcast Who knows what would have happened. But you know, comparison is a faithful joy. So I I try not to not to get into the would have and all of that. But I think it's great advice for moving forward. So where can people find you online, Jess?
1: My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. My personal account is at Jess M. Massey. I pretty much do Monday through Friday like daily vlogs in my stories. That's just my jam. It's my favorite way to hang out with my community. And then every single thing ever that I have lives on jessicamassie.com. So those are my two go-to places on the internet.
0: Thank you so much for being here with us. I will put all your information in the show notes and links and all that. And I think you shared a coupon code for the audience too. So I'll let them know about that. This has been such a great conversation and I really appreciate you coming on and chatting with me.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a life-giving conversation.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gentler. If you enjoyed it, please give it a rate and review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for more self-care advice at GentlerPod. And check out our website for more info, www.begentler.com. Talk to you all soon. Bye.